Hi there, this is Valerie in the USA, and you are listening to the English Sabbath School podcast, Information and Transformation. Hello, hello there, dear friends. I'm Mo Saina for the English Sabbath School podcast, Lesson 12, Can You Believe It? For Wednesday, Wednesday, no, Pastor Antal, it's not Wednesday's day. No, 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 no. It's Wednesday. Just two syllables. Wednesday. Wednesday, June 15th. Today's title. Ooh, mystery. The Divination Cup. Shall we pray? Dear Heavenly Father, grateful we are for the night of rest. Thank you for your provision, for providing for us your peace, your love, your grace beyond all measure. Send down your spirit now as we study your word, as we continue on our journey through the book of Genesis. May we learn about your love and grace and extend this love and grace to other people who still don't know you. In Jesus' name, we thank you and praise you. Amen. Well, what are we supposed to do now? What did you say, Teresa? Excellent. Open our Bibles. Kim, a long time I don't hear from you. Great to have you joining us. Yes. Zohaib, thank you for joining us as well. Open our Bibles to Genesis chapter 44. Genesis chapter 44. I'm going to be reading from the NIV, the New International Version, but please feel free to use any translation that you prefer. Genesis chapter 44. The subtitle is A Silver Cup in a Sack. Ooh. Now Joseph gave these instructions to the steward of his house. Fill the men's sacks with as much food as they can carry, and put each man's silver in the mouth of his sack. Then put my cup, the silver one, in the mouth of the youngest one's sack, along with the silver for his grain. And he did as Joseph said. As morning dawned, the men were sent on their way with their donkeys. They had not gone far from the city when Joseph said to his steward, Go after those men at once, and when you catch up with them, say to them, Why have you repaid good with evil? Isn't this the cup my master drinks from and also uses for divination? This is a wicked thing you have done. When he caught up with them and repeated these words to them, but they said to him, why does my Lord say such things? Far be it from your servants to do anything like that. We even brought back to you from the land of Canaan the silver we found inside the mouth of our sacks. So why would we steal silver or gold from your master's house? If any of your servants is found to have it, he will die, and the rest of us will become my Lord's slaves. He said, Very well then, let it be as you say. Whoever is found to have it will become my slave. The rest of you will be free from blame. Each of them quickly lowered his sack to the ground and opened it. Then the steward proceeded to search, beginning with the oldest and ending with the youngest. Looking in the, the sack, and a cup was found in Benjamin's sack. At this, they tore their clothes. <laughs> ah, no! Then they all loaded their donkeys and returned to the city. Joseph was still in the house when Judah and his brothers came in. 
and they threw themselves to the ground before him. Joseph said to them, What is this you have done? Don't you know that a man like me can find things out by divination? What can we, what can we say to you, my lord? Judah replied. What can we say? How can we prove our innocence? God has uncovered our servant's guilt. We are now, my lord, slaves. We ourselves and the one who was found to have the cup. But Joseph said, Far be it from me to do such a thing. Only the man who was found to have the cup will become a slave. The rest of you, go back to your father in peace. Then Judah went up to him and said, Pardon your servant, my lord. Let me speak a word to my lord. Do not, do not be angry with your servant, though you are equal to Pharaoh himself. Uh, my lord asked his servants, Do you have a father or a brother? And we answered, We have an aged father, and there is a young son born to him in his old age. His brother is dead, and is the only one to, of his mother's sons left, and his father loves him. Then you said to your servants, Bring him down to me so I can see him for myself. And we said to my Lord, The boy cannot leave his father. If he leaves him, his father will die. But you, you told your servants, Unless your youngest brother comes down with you, you will not see my face again. <laughs> When we went back to your servant, my father, we told him what my Lord had said. Then our father said, Go back and buy a little more food. But we said, We cannot go down. Only if our, our youngest brother is with us will we go. We cannot see the man's face unless our youngest brother is with us. Your servant, my father, said to us, You know that my wife bore me two sons. One of them went away from me, and I said, He has surely been torn to pieces, and I have not seen him since. If you take this one from me too, and harm comes to him, you will bring my gray head down to the grave in misery. So now, if the boy is not with us, when we go back to your servant, my father, and if my father, whose life is closely bound up with the boy's life, sees that the boy isn't there, he will die. Your servants will bring the gray head of our father down to the grave in sorrow. Your servant guaranteed the boy's safety to my father. I said, if I do not bring him back to you, I will bear the blame before you, my father, all my life. Now then, please let your servant remain here as my Lord's slave in place of the boy. Let the boy return with his brothers. How can I go back to my father if the boy is not with me? No, do not let me see the misery that would come on my father. Wow, so powerful, isn't it, my friends? Ah, it almost brings me to tears. Ooh, beautiful story, beautiful. So why did Joseph put the divination cup in Benjamin's sack and not in another brother's sack? Mm. This story parallels the preceding one as before Joseph gives specific instructions and once again, he fills the man's sacks with food. This time, however, Joseph adds the strange command to put his precious cup in Benjamin's sack. The events take, therefore, a different course. While in the preceding trip, the brothers return to Canaan to take Benjamin with them, now they have to return to Egypt 
to face Joseph. Whereas in the preceding situation, all the brothers found the same thing in their sacks. Now Benjamin is singled out as the one who has Joseph's cup. Unexpectedly, Benjamin, who as the guest of honor had access to Joseph's cup, is now suspect and charged with having stolen that precious article. He will go to prison. That Joseph was using a divination cup did not mean that he believed in its power. Joseph had never claimed the power of divination, but was willing to have them believe that he could read the secrets of their lives. And in White Patriarchs and Prophets, page 229. The magic cup was for Joseph a pretext to evoke the supernatural domain and thus awaken in his brothers' hearts their sense of guilt toward God. This is how Judah interprets Joseph's implied message because he refers to the iniquity that God has found in them. Also, the stealing of that precious cup would justify a severe punishment and thus test the other brothers' thinking. The intensity of the brothers' emotions and their reaction is significant. They all are united in the same pain, fearing for Benjamin, who will be lost as was Joseph, and like him became a slave in Egypt, although he was, like him, innocent. This is why Judah proposes that he be taken as a slave instead of Benjamin. Just as the ram had been sacrificed instead of the innocent Isaac, as we studied about it in Genesis 22, Judah presents himself as a sacrifice, a substitution whose purpose is precisely to cope with that evil that would devastate his father. Final question. What principle of love, as exemplified in Judah's response, is implied in the process of substitution? How does this kind of love explain the biblical theology of salvation? Yes, beautiful questions about finding a substitute. Let us open our Bibles to Romans chapter 5, verse 8. Yes, there we go. Romans 5, 8. Paul wrote the following. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Oh, such amazing love. What love is this, isn't it, my friends? Well, we've come to the end of today's lesson for Wednesday, June 15th. I'm Osena. Thank you so much for listening and for participating in our lesson. Shall we pray? Oh, Father, only the love that comes from you is genuine and pure. Give us a little of this love. May we learn to love our brothers and sisters and to serve as you were willing to serve. You paid the ultimate price to rescue us. What else can we give? What, what can we do but to give thanks to you and to live accordingly to your will as an action of gratitude for everything that you do. Help us now to face the challenges of the day and to be a blessing to others. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, my friends, for more information, please contact us on Facebook, Believes UNESP, and also on Telegram, excuse me, Believes UNESP. Tell your friends about our podcast, available on any podcast platform. Rate us pretty please with five stars so that more people may discover about us. And as I say every day, my friends, and I will always say that, thank you so much for listening, for sharing, and for praying with us and for us.